Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Simon's Pro Wrestling Show. My name is Simon Miller, Pro Wrestling Show, happening right now, 23rd of June. I don't know why I'm talking like this. 2020, every damn time. <coughs> no cough, and I start doing stupid podcasts, and I cough. It really annoys me. It's one of those bugbear things in life. You're like, why? Why did you have to do that? There was no need. Um, thank you very much for joining me live on twitch.tv forward slash Simon316. Best t-shirt ever. Best t-shirt I've ever bought. If you're listening on the podcast feed, and again, search for Simon as Pro Wrestling Show on uh, Google Podcasts, iTunes, all of that stuff. Um, but for the people that can't see it, I'm wearing a He-Man gym tee because I'm a four-year-old child, clearly. Actually, a child wouldn't wear a gym tee. They haven't discovered the gym yet, but you take my point. I hope everyone's had a good week and all of that noise. And look, we've got to talk about it. A week ago when we did this show, there was just one major story circulating. And I thought, we don't really need to... It was important to talk about it. Uh, well, It was important to mention in passing, which is what we did. But now, to do a pro wrestling show and not talk about the... Um, we're not going to spend a massive amount of time on it. But to not even yeah talk about the last seven days a little bit would be remiss of me. It would make me an asshole. So we have to mention it. But it all comes down to the hashtag speaking out movement, which I'm sure everybody is aware of. And in case you're not, it's just a group of stories, more than a group, a barrage of stories about sexual harassment and other kinds of harassment in the wrestling industry. One of the reasons I struggle to talk about it is what the hell am I going to say? There were plenty of people that I'd uh, worked shows with, because as you know, I'm also a professional wrestler in my... Uh, well, in some of my time, not at the moment because of lockdown. Uh, there's people that I've interviewed through What Culture. There's, again, people I've known. It just, it's just unbelievable. And I get it. People, <coughs> oh, excuse me. <coughs> Man, what is going on? Uh, there is, you know, there's people that go, oh, well, maybe not all the stories are true. Maybe they're not all true. Yes, I'm sure there are a couple of fabrications in there, but come on man no smoke without fire you can't pretend every if you think that every single one of these stories is made up you're nuts and there's no two ways about it and you can just leave to be honest because you're crazy and you're not taking it but the silver lining to all of this is that hopefully we can was it dredge the swamp they say right we just get rid of all the bad eggs and just try and start again and try and make wrestling a safe a safe space. I know some people don't like that term, but that's what it needs to be. If you want to pursue a career as a professional wrestler, you shouldn't be living in fear. When you wake up every day as a human being, you shouldn't you shouldn't be living in fear at all. It just shouldn't be happening. And it, it shouldn't matter if you're a man, a woman, <clears throat> the color of your skin, your sexuality, no matter how you identify yourself as, we should all just be able to get on through life and get on with stuff. Uh, it's been look it's not that tough for me of course it's not but i mean it's been tough for me as both a wrestler and a wrestling fan to observe all of this from afar and i can't even imagine how some of the um uh, the victims must feel how the hell can i right it, it's literally impossible like i've certainly been a part of not been a part of i've, I've certainly i don't want to use the wrong words here i've certainly smaller things right where you kind of you see the uh, the power the power game in play. But that's not just in wrestling, that's in life. But for example, I went to a few training sessions. I'm not going to name any names a couple of years ago. 
And clearly the one person in charge was trying to knock me down a peg or two. Don't know why. But he just started saying things about my physique. He started saying like, oh, you think you're a big guy. Your your physique would be laughed out of major promotions. And I'm very lucky in the sense that, you know, those things, they don't, I don't let them get to me. I'm like, all right, weirdo. If you want to spend this much time talking about my body more, more for you. And again, if you checked out my YouTube channel, please do search for Simon Miller on YouTube. You know, we talked about body shaming and stuff. And I did have a lot of hangups about my physique. But luckily, again, because I'm aware of those, there's nothing this guy that he could say that was going to uh, affect me. But that's just something that I thought about. It's like, and imagine that, but on a scale far, far bigger and far, far worse. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you've read them all. I don't even know. I don't even know. But we had to start the show by talking about it. And again, looking at it positively, I just really hope we can get these people out of wrestling because that's good for all of us, right? I don't think even, you know, whether you're a wrestler or whether you're a fan, nobody wants to have this. You know, nobody wants to come up with this stuff. Do you think the people that had to go through this want to? No, they'd rather they couldn't bring it up because it wasn't true, but it is true. And therefore, you know, these things have to have to uh, they have to be dealt with and they have to be dealt with in the right way. <clears throat> and I think that that seems to be happening slowly but surely. Obviously, a couple of people have gone from impact. Uh, somebody has gone. Well, someone's been suspended from AEW and uh, we'll just we'll, we'll, we'll go from there. But yeah, I wanted to start the show mentioning all of that again. My thoughts, feelings and <clears throat> where this cough has come from. I'm coughed all day, for goodness sake. But yeah, every, just all the positive energy I have goes out to these people and i hope that they can find peace with it all if that's even possible again i don't i don't i don't even know let's all try and be a bit nicer something i tweeted the other day and i think it's quite it's quite i think it works like i've had it too oh you're too nice for this business that's not just wrestling that's loads of different things because hey it's happening in games right now as well you know if, if you know anything about me you know i went from games to wrestling and i still got my my i still dip my toe in games uh but there's a bunch of uh, there's a bunch of uh, allegations there too. So, but yeah, too 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 nice for this industry needs to go away. We should all be as nice as possible, and we should all just it should be too nice in general. Oh, it's too nice, but I love it. Let's go swim in it. <clears throat> I apologize for the people listening on audio. I don't know where this cough has come from. Um, yeah, it's just awful, and we could all be a lot nicer to one another. I think. Because nobody wants to have to go through this. Do you know what I mean? It's like, if, if you decided not to watch wrestling at the moment, I wouldn't blame you. I wouldn't blame you at all. In fact, I would completely understand. And I've had those kind of thoughts too. You know, when it becomes, uh, you know, one after the other, after the other, after the other, like, how can I even suck any kind of enjoyment out of this? And let's not forget that there are good people in professional wrestling. Of course there are. But... They don't, you know, that's not, you know, that doesn't all of a sudden mean the bad people are okay. Of course not. We have to, again, we have to get rid of those people in all walks of life. And we should start with professional wrestling because that's what we all love. It's meant to be fun, man. It's meant to be fun. And it certainly hasn't been fun uh, for a while. Okay. So we, we, we've talked about that again. Nothing but, nothing but just, again, love for these people. And I hope they're able to... I just hope they're able to get to a place where they can just enjoy life. Because flub wrestling, really, wrestling's not important. Being, being able to wake up every day and not feel pretty crap certainly is. On the flip side to that, Raw was quite good. <laughs> it's not very important. It doesn't really, really matter. But it's true. As a three-hour three uh, uh, source of, of wrestling goodness, I actually thought it was pretty decent, which is kind of interesting because obviously Paul Heyman got kicked out a couple of weeks ago. There was plenty of doom and gloom. Bruce Pritchard has come in. Vince McMahon, always hands-on. Sounds like maybe more hands-on than, than maybe recently. And yeah, I really enjoyed it. The matches are a lot shorter. 
depend, I mean, I don't mind short matches. The problem I had with last week's Raw is that it was barely any matches. I don't mind having ratches, matches that are short. That would probably change when we have crowds back, but that's not going to be for a while. So there's no point having that kind of argument. But yeah, ultimately... <clears throat> One of the best roars I've seen. To the point, spoiler for ups and downs, again, 2 p.m., make sure you head over to What Culture Wrestling. I couldn't find much fault with it. The only thing that made me roll my eyes was the Tozawa R-Truth stuff. Um, but that wasn't necessarily bad. Just a bit dumb. Like, why is Bobby Lashley attacking R-Truth? Because you cost me the world title. No, he didn't. He got you a second chance of it last week after you flubbed up with your wife at Backlash. But, you know, that's a minor criticism. I still enjoyed all of R-Truth stuff. But I tell you what I do like. I like the fact, and maybe this is a Bruce Pritchard thing. I don't know. I like the fact that we have stories that play out throughout the show. It keeps you interested. You know, it really, really does. I liked everything between Nia Jax and Charlotte. I thought that was really interesting. We carried everything from last week over with Lana and Natalia. The Drew McIntyre, Dolph Ziggler stuff. The Drew, Ma the Drew McIntyre, Dolph Ziggler stuff was a bit like, what? <laughs> like, what a crappy trade. <laughs> oh, who have you traded? Well, we traded AJ Styles. And who have you got back? Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode. Right. And when did they, they last win a match? Well, not for a while. Terrible trade. Nobody would do that in, in the NFL. Who do you want? The crappiest guy you've got. The guy that always, the guy that always fumbles. And then we'll give you Tom Brady. Like, what are you talking about? But it was fine. I think the reason it gets away with it mostly is that Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler have a flipping great match. And also, despite difficult booking, Dolph Ziggler is still a big name. So if Drew McIntyre can knock him off, he's knocked too. Brock Lesnar, Big Show, Bobby Lashley. Yeah, these are, these are big names, I think. And Drew McIntyre is just great. So very, very random. Very, very strange. Absolutely Wizard in the Sky material. Again, 2 p.m., BST, ups and downs, what culture. It's just giving it to me now. It's like they feed me. It's like they see what I do and they feed me. But let me get my notes up, actually, so I don't forget anything. But ultimately, it's a good match on paper and... That's why I'm okay with it. I also think I'm probably aware that Bobby Lashley was going to be a longer-term story. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, the change happened. They decided to move on from him. Because it sounds like now Bobby Lashley's going to go after the Universal, uh, the United States Championship, or so I would, so, so I would assume. Um, but, yeah, th then we went from that into the Nia Jax stuff. And I tell you, it's the same kind of a deal. It seemed like we were going to set up Nia Jax for another match with Oscar. We're clearly not now. But I'm all right with that because... I didn't want to see it again. I was trying to think of a better way to put it. I was done with it, right? I was done with it. I didn't need to I didn't need to have that match again. So transitioning into a match with Charlotte, which is not going to happen for a while because that was an angle to write Charlotte off TV for a while because she needs shoulder, I think shoulder surgery or something like that. So she's going to be gone. Makes Nia Jax a monster. And then we're also transitioning into Oscar versus Sasha Banks. Now that's another match. We're like, wait, what? Because WWE has got into this habit now, especially post-WrestleMania of... You know, I want a title match. Okay, you can have a title match. There's not much build. It's very random. It's very, very strange. But again, the matches that we're getting are so good, at least on paper, that I kind of, it doesn't feel as bad to me. And that's what happened with Sasha Banks. Also, how did Oscar know that Sasha Banks was about to say her name? Her music was primed and ready. So that's kind of what we did. Um, but I did like the fact that Charlotte and Nia Jax just fell out more and more as the show went on. I thought Oscar versus... Um, Charlotte was an awesome match. Those two have great chemistry. I think it's a little bit of a shame that we had to give... Well, I kind of get it now because it was to write Charlotte off TV. But at the time watching it, I was a little bit like... It's a shame that we had to take... We had to give it a little bit of a caveat, right? Because obviously Oscar focused on the already injured arm. And that's why she beat her clean. I kind of feel like Oscar has had the rug pulled out from underneath her a little bit. However, she's still the women's champion and she's still being given a massive push. So again, I'm not going to get too mad. So that was good. And also you had the um, the, the, the build 
the bill, the culmination, I should say, with everything between the Viking Raiders and the Street Profits. No nonsense. No shenanigans. No stupidness. The Viking Raiders lost. And the Street Profits won. They're still your Raw Tag Team Champions. And we set up the next feud straight away with Angel Garza and Andrade attacked. Now, yes, a week ago they were falling out. Is that going to tie into the storyline? Have we just dropped it? I don't know. But... That's a cool tag team. I like Angel Garza. I like Andrade. The fact that the Street Profits were helped by the Viking Raiders means maybe you do some kind of a three-way. Doesn't make sense, but, you know, we'll have to wait and see. But there's a lot to take away there, right? And there are certain tent poles that you can take over to next week and go, oh, I wonder what's going to happen with that. I wonder what's going to happen with that. And you should be able to ask those questions before you watch a show. Like if you watch anything on Netflix, you don't just finish an episode and then switch your brain off. You think, oh, I wonder what's going to happen with character X and what's character Y going to do. And that's when wrestling is at its best. And I felt like we we touched on that. And it's the same with Seth Rollins. I thought the um, fallout from all the Seth Rollins stuff, given that we've been building Rey Mysterio's return, and there's little bits in there that you're not 100% sure of. So obviously, you know, the main event or the main angle on Raw is, uh, is, is Rey Mysterio coming back and he has a big falling out with Seth Rollins and then uh, who is it? Austin Theory and Murphy are in Seth's corner. And of course, Chumperto Carrillo and Alistair Black are in Rey's corner. But there were still just like little moments where it kind of looked like Dominic was going to attack his dad. Now that could be true. That could be me looking for things that aren't there. But again, I want those, I want those uh, inconsistencies to try and pick up on it i will say the good guys trying to stab out seth rollins's eye was a bit like wait a minute i was told that two wrongs don't make a right and you're about to blind that guy that may have been a little bit extreme but they didn't do it and then of course they tried to do it to dominic too which is just all kinds of flubbed up but i like the fact that it's obvious where it's going or so i assume i could be wrong but if it turns out there's uh, alistair black Carrillo and Rey mysterio taking on seth rollins and his cronies i'm like sweet that's perfect. That's easy to watch. That will be a good match. And hopefully there's some twists in the tail. Dominic gets involved. However, he's going to get involved. I just think Ray's a good baby face too. And we're still uh, featuring Humberto and Alistair Black, which I always also want. So you don't have to overthink sometimes. You can keep it nice and simple. There probably still are too many skits on Raw. I will say that. Trying to review it recently for ups and downs is damn hard. But if it's good, it's good. Uh, we should do some... Uh uh, comments, of course, Candy Friend. I'm so torn between the Oscar Sasha Banks situation because I love Oscar as a champion, but I also love the idea of Bailey and Sasha as double champs. Totally. And I think that WWE news knows that. And I think that's what they're trying to tap into, or at least I hope so. Because, you know, if, I, I don't think they will give Sasha Banks the belt. I think the best way to do it is that she gets even more jealous of Bailey because she is Bailey Doss Straps or whatever, whereas Sasha Banks wasn't able to get the job done. So she fails there. Those two keep bickering and falling out, and then eventually she goes after that. So, yeah, I think that's um, that that's how I would play it, and I, I wouldn't take the belt of Oscar right now. And it kind of it kind of makes me think if Charlotte is getting injured, we probably do go back to Nia Jax after Extreme Rules. But again, I'm speculating. I don't know. Ah, uh, Matter ninety nine says, "Hey Simon, hello my friend. Thank you very much for joining me. I appreciate it." Uh, Dan Lemley says, "I'm glad we are getting matches we have seen two thousand four hundred and sixty nine times." Are we? What are we getting? Matches that we've seen that many times. Or do you mean glad we're not? I can't. I'm trying to think. I can't remember the last time I saw Dolph. These all feel fresh to me, but I could be wrong. Let me know, my friend. Um, Darren4785 says, The only person on AJ's level is Brian or Seth. Anyone else you swap with will always be a waste. True, but you did pick Dolph Ziggler, the proverbial loser. And I mean that literally. He loses all the time. It's not his fault. That's how he gets booked. But that does happen. 
Um, Brandon Ickus says, do you think Matt Riddle will appear on SmackDown this week? Yes, I don't see why he wouldn't. WWE say they have the matter in hand. Um, if more or if some substantial evidence comes out, he should be taken off, obviously. We need to see how that one's going to uh, play out. Uh, Bald A-hole fan, excellent. Best name ever. Your ups and downs have been on point. Absolutely quintessential episodes lately. Don't question your decisions. It's the best thing on YouTube, wrestling or not. Well, that's very kind, man. And as somebody who uh, uh, worries about the quality of... Uh, of those uh, of those videos i appreciate that thank you very much and darren also says edge's promo on raw was perfect yeah i loved it so they kind of shot it uh sort of from the floor of the ring and edge was in the corner and it was it was basically like um a, a produced a produced interview segment but everything he said was good his delivery was flipping phenomenal you know basically we've reawoken the rated r superstar and our edge is going to get evil on randy orton's ass and randy orton couldn't give two hoots I loved it. I thought it was good. And also, we're transitioning into Randy Orton taking on the big show as well. I assume at Extreme Rules. And as they made perfectly clear, and as we already knew, the big show is a legend. He is. Even if it's just by... I mean, I, think, I, I, I do think he deserves that kind of a title. But even from longevity status, he's been the company 20 years over. So, and wrestling for even longer than that. So, you know, if you tell that narrative well enough and you do have Randy Orton just punt kick him in the head and beat him too, and then eventually Edge can come back in three, four, five, six months, whatever it may be, I think that's ace. And maybe Edge's injury wasn't as bad as he thought. He can actually be back by SummerSlam or something. I think that's very unlikely, but we don't know. So, yeah, massive fan of the Edge stuff. Randy Orton was awesome. That segment with Randy Orton was great too, where they did set up the big show. Why Ric Flair is... Why Ric Flair got anointed with giving the power of calling someone the best person ever, I don't know. I guess because a lot of people think he is. But that made me chuckle, as if this was like the real... It was official. The official best wrestler ever crowning ceremony. But I thought it was... I did. I thought the whole thing worked so well. And Randy Orton is clearly motivated at the moment. Like, clearly. He was so up for this. And his, again, his character work was spot on. At no point did I think he was acting or playing wrestler. I thought he was Randy Orton, the crazy Viper guy. So, again, yeah, just another good segment. Like, again, just so many good segments that were so, that were so easy, easy to watch. And, you know, Edge must have talked for, what, 10 minutes? It certainly did not feel like it at all, which was awesome. Arthur Tazawa is what it was. Tazawa is the new 24-7 champion. I'm not 100% sure how ninjas got to be canon in WWE or why he's a ninja now. Nobody told me that he's just a ninja. I don't know whether some people would be offended by this. You'd have to let me know. I'm not the right person to, I'm not the right person to, to mention it. But it feels a little bit like stereotyping. But I'm not sure. I am glad to see Tazar on TV, though. I think he's I, I think he's good. I think he's really, really good. Um, Compos, Deboz, maybe, hopefully. Simon, did you enjoy the Rollins and Mysterio feud and the obsession with the eye to the steel steps? Yeah, I think it was good. I don't think they should have tried to do it to Seth. Because, again, that way, it's like Batman, right? Batman's enemies will kill people, but Batman won't. And that's what separates the good and bad. Whereas our good guys here were like, yeah, we'll stab his eye out. It's like, well, then you're just like him. So who am I meant to root for here? But no, it's fine. It was good. I like it. And I think the six-man tag will be awesome, which I guess eventually leads to a singles match between Ray and Seth. And how is that going to be bad? Literally impossible. Um, Af Galahad says, do you think there was something behind Orton referring to Flair as a legend going to turn on him? No, 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 no. Flair, it, it, I'll stop watching wrestling if they allow Flair to be physical. I mean it. You cannot have Ric Flair be physical. He is an old, frail man. And he shouldn't be there in the first place with everything going on in Florida with the, uh, with the pandemic situation. We all need to protect Ric Flair. And I think we could be doing a better job and we're not. So, no, I don't think we... Uh, 
I don't think so. <laughs> I hope not. That would be too much. That really would be too much. I'm going to have to turn my fan on. You're going to have to forgive me, but my room is like 7,000 degrees and I won't last. So anyone listening on, uh, on audio, you, again, it's so hot today in the UK. It's absolutely disgusting. I would like to know what everybody thought about Natalia and Lana, who have now teamed up 100%. I mean, Natalia beat Liv Morgan in around about two minutes. It was easy. There was a distraction finish, which is one of those times and moments where I'm like, man, WWE, if you just did less distraction finishes, this would be a really smart way to end it, because now I'm seeing that Lana and Natalia are coming together. And as I did predict as well, they're going to put Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot back together. They never explained why they fell out to begin with, and I doubt they're going to explain how they get back together, but that is certainly the plan. The plus point is, if we do this right and Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot come out the other side with more momentum, then I'm pretty happy with that. I think they're both really good, but they just haven't been put in a position where they're able to show it, right? I don't really think WWE knows what they're doing with Liv Morgan at the moment. And I don't know why Natalia is a heel either. <laughs> and she's so mad. Sarah Scheibel went up to her to do an interview. And she's like, look, Sarah, if you had actually scheduled in a proper interview, I could have time to tell me the news. I was like, you had time right there, Natalia. But you're waffling on about something else. She's the strangest character ever. Again, a lot of it is because of what she's been given. But she's gone from like somebody that farts to that weird phone call with TJ. She thinks she's a cat. And now there's this. Natalia is really, really hard to explain. She's just bizarre. <laughs> it's just so straight i don't get it uh we talked about the big show stuff who got all mad halfway through his interview because that's what he does he turns heel and face on a, on a whim the bobby lashley apollo crew shelton benjamin mvp segments are ace mvp is one of the best things about raw what an inspired decision to bring him back and let him do what he's doing i think he's absolutely excellent i he's, he's awesome he's so so good i think it feels like shelton benjamin's in that group no one's actually said that i don't think unless i missed a line on commentary and I can't see Apollo Crews being a like a swerve because twice now MVP's tried to get him in the group and twice Apollo Crews has gone now. I'm not interested. So I guess this leads to a Bobby Lashley versus Apollo Crews match, which kind of worries me because I think Bobby Lashley would win. And I'd rather Apollo Crews had a long run, but I still think that would be an awesome match. And I think MVP and Bobby Lashley together, not only do I think they kick ass, but furthermore, it has separated Bobby Lashley from Lana, and I never really thought that was working, as I talked about. And we kind of did plant the story. She got divorced. She's gone off with Natalia. He's doing his own thing. So I love all these four people together. I don't know where it goes, because Apollo Crews is going to have to get friends. If he's taken on MVP Bobby Lashley and Shelton Benjamin, he needs a couple of dudes. And I don't know who that would be, but... I'm just happy to see Shelton Benjamin back on my television, if I'm honest. He doesn't have that many years left in him, just because father time and age. And he's really, really talented. So I don't know why we wouldn't do more. So I hope that we do. So yeah, good Raw. Absolutely good Raw. They call it Championship Monday. And obviously the 24-7 Championship did change hands. Uh, Oscar retained hers. And yeah, Sasha Banks and Bailey held on to their tag titles too. Kind of felt a little bit sorry for the Iconics. Turned out they were just being used as a plot device. But you've got to pick and choose your moments. Uh, I don't really know what their aim has been since they came back. I do enjoy them. I think they get a hard rap from some people. I think they get their gimmick and their personality so well. It's not easy to piss people off like they piss people off. And I, I get they're entertaining. So I would like to see them in, in some guys going forward. And also like to know why we're not more worried about Bobby Roode, for that matter. He, he just got traded. yet We haven't seen him in months. 
and nobody seems to be um <laughs> nobody seems to be needs seems to be worried but let me know what you thought about raw genuinely if you're listening on the podcast feed drop me a tweet if you're live right now drop me a thing in the uh in the chat i honestly struggled to find fault with it and when i was done watching it i was like yeah i enjoyed that immensely and i think extreme rules is actually setting up to be quite decent sasha banks versus oscar good if I'm right, it's Bobby Lashley versus Apollo Crews. I think that would be good. Seth versus Ray. Drew McIntyre versus Dolph. Uh, Bray versus Braun in potentially some kind of cinematic matchup is the rumor. That, and I tell you, Bray Wyatt, going back to original Bray Wyatt, was fabu. Like, it's amazing. That character just got wrecked by bad booking. And yet the persona and the gimmick is so good that I, as soon as it was back, I was, I actually think I prefer that to the Firefly Funhouse and Fiend version. I think he should do all three. I think he should be an updated version of Mick Foley, absolutely. But in terms of the one that resonates with me the best, the, I don't know, Southern Hick, Hillbilly, I don't know what you want to call it, the cult leader, I think is, I think it's the best one. I just do. And I think Bray Wyatt acted, acted his ass off for it. I would like Bray Wyatt to win the Universal title and Braun Strowman to go off and do something else. I don't think... I, I, I don't think... I just don't, I'm not saying it's not working. I like Braun Strowman. I do. I just don't necessarily believe him as Universal Champ right now. I think it's because the match with Goldberg was just someone whispering, oh, by the way, we're now going to do this. <coughs> Shouldn't have done that. Terrible idea. You know, as opposed to trying to explain the situation with Roman Reigns. So I, w- I, would, I would try and give it back to Bray, especially in this guy's. Because the last thing I want is for Bray Wyatt to go back to cult leader Bray and him lose again. Ah. Oh. You just destroyed it again. Don't do that. Use it to try and build it up. So then technically you have three characters that you can utilize. That's much better. Some people saying, what about The Fiend? I like The Fiend. Me saying I prefer the cult leader doesn't mean I hate the other two. I love Firefly Funhouse Braid too. When he has matches and walks to the ring as I crack my crack up, he's hilarious. But I think out of all three, the one that I invest in the most is the original one. I think I mean that. Think. I have to see what's going to happen. But I don't need to see him come back as that and lose again. That's just history repeating himself. Don't forget the last time we saw this character, he was throwing a bedsheet over himself and pretending to be Sister Abigail. That's not good. We don't need, we don't need that in our lives. We, we, we really, really don't. Uh, Candy Friend says you should come out as Dude Love. No problem with that. If you're going to go silly, go all in with the silliness, the goofiness. And I will, you will always get a vote from me because I'm a moron. Uh, I've lost it now, but somebody was asking about the, the Last Ride documentary, which we will talk about. I think the documentary itself is wonderful. I do think sort of by season three, it's a bit like, yeah, I get it. Because The Undertaker for the 52nd time says, oh, I want to retire on a good match. Like, yeah, I, I know, I know, Mark. <laughs> you've, you've made that clear and I respect your decision. And he, you know, essentially retired, although he didn't really. His point was he feels need, no need to get back into the ring. But if Vince McMahon gives him a call, he shall, he'll, he, he'll be there. I can see him doing another Saudi Arabia show once we're back for live fans or however the hell they're going to do it come the end of the year. And I can see him having one last proper match too. I just can. It is wrestling after all. Who's a bigger worker than The Undertaker, all things considered? I think we'll see one more match at WrestleMania, potentially against AJ Styles, like a proper match. And then I think that will be it. And I think he gets inducted into the Hall of Fame too. But as we've chatted about on this podcast a few times, I don't care what he does. His, his legacy is established. He's one of the all-time greats, no matter what you think. I don't think that's arguable. If he wants to come back for 42 more matches, awesome. If he is, does, awesome. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't. I'll just let it play out and see. But in terms of a documentary series, yeah, if you're a wrestling fan and you haven't seen it, you should. It's worth $9.99 for one month. It only takes like five hours to get through, so you can smash that in 30 days, no problem. 
it's uh yeah i just the undertaker is just great right if you grew up on him like i did i think there's a inherent amount of respect there that seems to be the case with all the wrestlers too obviously as it would be his knowledge is awesome he's always been about business like when you hear his takes on subjects that have sent people crazy he's always very very mild-mannered and 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 you know uh what's the word i'm looking for but just again just mild-mannered with it he doesn't he doesn't get over the top he doesn't go crazy and I just think that he comes across really, really well. So, yeah, excellent. I think I'll have another match. I'm going to guess he'll have another match. And I think WrestleMania 37, if there are fans. I really, really do. I could be uh, I could be completely wrong. And, it, and then people go, oh, you said he retired. Yeah, but he also put his hat and coat in the ring. And he also retired the other time. Like there's, there's so many times where it's been it. Just let him do whatever he wants to do. He's a human being. I think he's earned the right to make that choice. So yeah, he should be able to do whatever whatever he wants. And I think he'll probably go into the Hall of Fame next year if we can do Hall of Fames. We haven't done this year's yet. Maybe the year after. Man, who knows? Who absolutely knows? Um, I th- I, is there anything else happening in wrestling that we need to talk about? Let me get my... Uh, I mean, again, we've did so many little things that we could talk about, but we, we, started, the, we started talking about it at, f- at the, the, uh, the start. So I don't want to get back into... Um, I don't want to get back into that. WWE backstage, that was the other thing. I knew it. Yeah, WWE backstage has been not cancelled, but essentially turned into a show that will only air around big events. So I assume, you know, when Extreme Rules is happening a week before you get a WWE backstage. Kind of sucks. It was really hard to watch over here in the UK, but there were ways and means. And I thought Renee Young was awesome at that job. I always enjoyed it when CM Punk was on because I just enjoy his take about pro wrestling. I thought Christian was good. Booker T is always entertaining. Samoa Joe when he would turn up and a few other stars. I just never really think it found its niche. Like, what was it? What, what was, how was it different to things we'd seen before? Why, what made it must-see TV? I don't necessarily think I need to see other wrestlers talking about angles on television. I, I don't get much from that. Maybe a little part of the show. So I don't really know what you would make it anyway. I thought Talking Smacks formats was better, which kind of was like blurred the lines of reality. I think that was more fun. And Raw Talk is fine, but it doesn't really do that either. I just feel sorry for the people involved because a bunch of people got fired. That sucks. I don't know whether it ties into the pandemic and Fox have decided they need to strip it back. But it was decent. I always used to wake up on um, Ed on Wednesdays, Tuesdays. I can't remember. Whatever day Ed, I used to get up and used to sort of find clips on the internet and read, uh, you know, condensed reports. And I'd always get something from it. I always took something from it. So, um, yeah, that's dead. That's gone. I mean, I don't think too many people are going to miss it, which is a shame. It's it's a shame it it didn't do... uh, it didn't do better. But hey-ho, what are you going to do? And I don't think there was anything else that we missed. Again, we all know what the, um, the the big news of the week has been. So we don't need to get back to that. So make sure you throw some questions in chat. And I will get to those. And I'm just checking for breaking news. That I always say this, but that one time it happened. It broke me as a human, clearly. Because I need to go and check it every single time. You think I'd check it before, but even then it's not enough. I have to dive into it as and when. It's just everyone talking about Raw, as per usual. I'll double check this, though. Why is it taking so long? Oh, people posting the worst things ever. Sometimes it's difficult, isn't it, being a wrestling fan? No, that's it. That's wrestling. But look, Raw was good. I thought SmackDown was good, too. I thought that was a really, really good show. Like, you know, the, everything, look, the fact you put AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, and Matt Riddle in the same ring was always going to appeal to people. The return of Bray Wyatt rocked. The Miz versus John Morrison thing was nuts because they clearly, again, were just there to, to hold over a feud with uh, Braun Strowman until now. And I think Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose are doing really well 
when we are done with their feud. We have to absolutely keep them on TV and make sure we have plans for them. They they are so good. They're such a great addition to the women's division, which right now, especially on SmackDown especially, needs a bit more. And it's not Bailey's fault, but she's on so many shows. You know, she's kind of all over the place. But yeah, they they absolutely need to um, uh, just just be used. And it's the same with Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot and Naomi. And there's there's a bunch Lacey Evans, there's a bunch of other people that have kind of faded into the background. A lot of them were just stood by a ring on SmackDown talking about Bailey's championship. So I suppose WWE is trying to come up with one that fits the bill. I don't know who that would be. I mean, if you follow Tamina on social media, she went crazy. She entered some kind of like Arkham Asylum place and went bonkers, and that hasn't happened on television. So I don't really know what I'm meant to <laughs> meant to take away from that. But I I thought it was decent a decent sort of few days for WWE. I don't know what's going to happen this week on SmackDown. I don't know what's planned. Uh, we've got Drew Gulak versus AJ Styles, which is nice. Again, ties into a couple of weeks ago. And then hopefully something with Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt, I presume. And then whatever Daniel Bryan's going to do next. Well, he'll be involved with that. So, um, Rhett Shooter says, Hi, Simon. How do you think Sammy Guevara's suspension affects the inner circle as a whole? I don't really think it affects it much. I think it was the right thing to do. And I think the group can just go on as usual. If some people have said that you've got to disband the group, I don't think so. Some people have said you've got to recruit somebody else. I don't think so. I, I wouldn't mind. If AEW wants to... I'm worried it's a little bit insulting, but if AEW does want to include it as a... Not that, but come up with a reason that Sammy Guevara's left, he got attacked or whatever, that's... I know it's fine. My point is I wouldn't mind if they just didn't reference it at all. You probably need to say something. But no, the inner circle can continue on as a foursome. I don't, you know, Chris Jericho is your big superstar. Uh, Jake, Jake Hagar is your like uh, big brute man. And then you've got your tag team too. Like Sammy Guevara in his wrestling role had been really, really good. But there are more important things like that. So no, I don't think it affects the inner circle at all. If they want to disband it, they could. But I feel like there's no need. I still feel they're a group that people enjoy. Oh, there's somebody at my door. Uh, anyway, cut a long story short. No, I don't think you need to... Stop the inner circle. I just think you move on and you switch some plans. Like, I think I think Matt Hardy is now taking on Santana from the Proud and the Powerful. I don't think it's Ortiz. I think it's Santana. It should be a good match as well. You just continue that story there. Things are more important than wrestling. They really, really, really are. Uh, Brand Onicus says, what about Cesaro and Nakamura? A real push. Yeah, of course. <laughs> more craziness. This was supposed to be the New Days uh, versus the Forgotten Sons. The Forgotten Sons have been taken off TV for some uh, comments that were made. And now Cesaro and Nakamura. And I like the change. I didn't like the Forgotten Sons. I thought it was a, a difficult gimmick. And I didn't think we needed to go down that road. I don't. I'm, I would love to think it's a real push, but I don't think so. I think Cesaro and Nakamura are probably really happy with their lot. While we want them to have more, they're probably just enjoying it. They're smashing it. They're two of the best wrestlers on the roster. They'll have great matches with the New Day, but I don't think they'll win the championships. But I could be wrong. I'm certainly not against it by any stretch of the imagination. You know, I, I, that, that's a win-win as far as I'm concerned. I did enjoy Cesaro flipping out afterwards. Be like, eight years. No one's given me a proper push. Because like, it's kind of true. He had that one awesome match with John Cena where he was actually allowed to talk. And apart from that, we've never seen, <laughs> never seen anything else. Poor, poor, poor Cesaro. He's a good guy there. Did you see what he posted on Father's Day? He just posted a bunch of Photoshop images with him with Jason Statham. Cesaro's great. Cesaro deserves more. I love Cesaro. He's absolutely awesome. Uh, Robert J. 90. Not sure if you're aware, Simon, but Kevin Smith 
is producing a continuation series of the original Masters of the Universe. He's referencing my He-Man t-shirt. You're damn right, I know. I read all about that. I think I listened to the podcast he did once he announced it. I love He-Man, especially He-Man gym t-shirts. This make me happy. And we'll do a video about it. On that note too, of course, if you could hit the follow button just below the um, uh, the video link thing, whatever you want to call it, make sure you follow me on, on Twitch. That would rock. And hit the, there's a bell here too. I've never noticed that before. Yeah, make sure you smash the bell. Hit the follow, hit the bell. And uh, also shout out to pinsandknuckles.com, pinsandknucklesmerch.com, who I will be getting new merchandise off soon, one of which is a bald asshole t-shirt. So you should be proud while wearing that. But that's just simonmiller.bigcartel.com to check that out. And you can come follow me on Twitter at simonmiller316 and Instagram and all that nonsense. Uh, Chris A. Jill Sandwich says, do you think wrestlers will be wearing masks at this week's SmackDown? It's an interesting question. Yeah, going back to the global situation, Florida's had, a, a, I think, a spike. And the governor or somebody has said that masks are now mandatory. It obviously ties into a little bit of controversy we had last week about whether people were or weren't wearing masks. Look, if that's the government order, you've got to do it. And I don't think people are going to get mad. We all understand. We're all aware of what the deal is. I'm not going to put on Raw and go, I'm not watching this now or SmackDown. I'm not watching this now because people have masks. Look, I went to a shopping center yesterday. I had to get my iPhone fixed. It's been smashed for ages. I've got to get it fixed. It's just getting worse and worse. And obviously the Apple... Uh, the Apple uh, stores are back open. And it was like going into a book. It was like walking through a novel. Like, you know, there's people checking my temperature. Uh, there was like a queue. You could only go through one door. There was a one-way system. I'm sure lots of people have experienced this. But it just kind of hit me like the world has utterly changed over the last few months. And because my life has utterly changed, I expect it to have a knock-on effect. So if WWE now has to change their visual presentation and do things that they wouldn't have to do usually, I'm just going to go, okay. That's the world we've entered. It is nuts. It is crazy. And I can't believe it's real. But we all could just kind of have to shrug our shoulders and go, it's real. This is what we have to deal with. And we'll deal with it as best we can. But it doesn't mean that it's not nuts. It's absolutely nuts. Um, the only Max 7. So does Dominic join Seth or does Rollins bring out his own Dominic, Dijak? <laughs> That's amazing. There were certainly teases, I thought, as we said earlier, that Dominic may betray his dad i don't know how you justify that i don't know how that then plays out either maybe they fight for custody of the son we've had that before but i don't think dijakovic uh equals that equation because he's not a kid you, you need to go and find somebody's kid but i am interested about when he debuts and how he debuts seth Rollins' group probably needs a fourth guy I think it would benefit from it, but I actually think a, I think a female would be better in there. I would have put someone like Liv Morgan, but we're not going to do that. See, I mean, Dominic Dijakovic being under that wing wouldn't be too bad because he's quite a big dude too. So yeah, he'd add something to that group, but I don't think it will be to balance. Well, maybe it will be to balance it out towards Dominic and you put Dominic in the match. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Maybe they have more confidence in him than I realize. We'll find out. We'll find out. Uh, the Great Westerner says, will you be teaming with Repo Man when everything is back to normal? Unfortunately not. I can't, what's the guy's name? I can't remember the name now. Smash from Demolition. Ah, oh, it's gone. Stupid brain. He doesn't want to do the Repo Man gimmick anymore, which is a shame. But I do have plans one day to do some kind of match as Repo Man. I don't know how or when, but there will be the opportunity, hopefully in the future, and I'll, and I'll do it, and it'll be absolutely, um, it'll be the best time ever. What's his damn name? Come on, brain. Ah, oh, somebody will mention it now, and it will really drive me, it will really drive me nuts. We will figure it out. Um, I've totally lost my train of thought now. What I was talking about masks and stuff. Oh, man, it's, it's, it is what it is. I mean, we've got to the point now where in terms of 2020, there have been probably, I think I'm right in saying this, more shows without fans than we've had fans. Not including house shows, including Raw, Smackdowns, Dynamites, etc. 
that's just the way of things this year. And of course, it's going to be better when they come back. That visceral reaction is the best thing about wrestling. It's kind of Barry Darso. Thank you, Dan Lemley. Appreciate that. It's basically all wrestling is in many ways. But you just have to, there's no point moaning and complaining about it. And that goes for WWE officials as well. So if you need to mask everybody up, mask everybody up and just get on with it. And then it would be it would be better it would be better from everyone it really 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 will. Uh, the Ronnie Max Seven says so the mandible claw a mask gimmick three faces of Bray is white basically Mick Foley. Well, he's borrowed heavily from it, but don't forget this was like fifty or well, more eighteen years or so ago. And wrestling is cyclical anyway, so why not? Right, that all the stuff that Foley did was awesome. The mandible claw wasn't being used. I enjoy all three personas. I think the Fiend is great. Firefly Funhouse Bray is great. Like we said earlier, the um, the cult leader is the best one of the three. You absolutely should bring that back because there'll be a whole new generation of fans, not as many as WWE would like, but there will be a whole new generation of fans that don't know anything about that or only seen it in passing. So though a lot of us here have experienced it, it's completely different you know, when it's brand new. So I don't mind him doing that. I just think he has to win the Universal title at SummerSlam. If he doesn't, or uh, Extreme Rules, whenever the hell they're going to do the match. I think if he doesn't, it will just be a really, really, really bad idea. And it'll be a really, really poor... It'll be a misstep. It will 100% be a misstep. Um, but look, I don't make these things. I don't make these rules. I gave up my position on the booking team long ago. Min, this moment says, how far do you think Adam Cole will go with retaining his championship? I think he's going to lose it to... Uh, I'm going to keep calling him Killer Cross. That's not his name. Carrion Cross. I think you have to, really. I think if you built him up to that bigger degree and then he gets his first real opportunity and he loses, you undo all your hard work. I probably think that they'll try and hold off until later in the year just to get more mileage out of it. But I'd be surprised if Cross wasn't the champion before the end of 2020 or early 2021, if they think they can wait till 2021. But he's been built like a star. But to finish that off, he has to win matches, right? That goes back to the Bray Wyatt point of view. I love the character, but he lost to everybody. You know, he lost. He literally named someone and they lost. You know, Bray Wyatt didn't win. And after a while, it just becomes Boy Who Cried Wolf. You're like, well, I'm not going to invest in you. You kind of suck. That's what people think. You kind of suck. You're not actually doing anything. But I don't know. NXT is a weird one. Like the, the NXT versus AEW ratings have got really interesting. As I always say, as a fan, I don't think you need to invest in that too heavily. Who really cares as long as you're enjoying it? But they're much closer. Not in 80 to 49s, which is the one that advertisers like, of course. But if you're going with pure viewers, which I actually think a lot of wrestling fans are more interested in, you know, NXT is catching up. And that's only a good thing. You know, I want NXT to kick AEW's ass. I want AEW to kick NXT's ass. You know, I want them to go punch for punch for punch and everyone has to try and outthink uh, the other creatively because I think that's when we'll get the best shows. I still think they'd be great shows otherwise, but I know if I had somebody on my back, I'd be like, oh man, Sam, you've got to up your game because that's kind of how I am and I think those guys are, are exactly the same. So I find that quite exciting. I do. Again, I'm probably more invested in AEW than NXT just because of my working life. I don't get to see NXT until all the hype has calmed down. I always enjoy it and I always go out of my way to see it. But, you know, again, when you're living in the uh, sort of the reactionary part of a show, you do just feel a little bit more investment with it. But maybe that changes in the future. Again, on another note, maybe the last being the elite we see too. I mean, the Young Bucks must have been absolutely stung by everything they found out recently. And they kind of cancelled the episode uh, this week. And they don't know when it's going to be back. Probably the right decision for now. You know, you've got to put your mental health first. But yeah, usually we kind of mention that in passing, but not for a while. Maybe that's not the end of the world either. Absence does make the heart grow fonder. 
Uh, the Great Westerner, who do you think will win the triple threat tomorrow night? Remind me what the triple threat match is. There's so much wrestling going on now. You have to, you have to keep me up to date because I, f- I forget. Death 89, Simon, could you wear a Metallica t-shirt sometime? I could. I've got about 50 of them, one of which is one of a kind. We'll tell that story another time, unless somebody really wants to hear it now, and then I'll tear it now. Uh, Mondo Dondo one, <laughs> amazing. Uh, oh no, well, you're talking to somebody else, but you mentioned that Keith Lee may just lose the belt and go over to Raw or SmackDown. He's been ready for the bigger shows. Keith Lee was ready for the bigger shows when he walked in the door. I first saw Keith Lee at a Defiant show, and he was so good, I was like, how have I not known about this guy sooner? Awesome. He should be, he could be the world champion tomorrow. He's that good, and I mean it. <laughs> Franklin Goodwin just must have arrived. He says, Simon, is that He-Man on your shirt? You're damn right. Not only is it He-Man, that's He-Man lifting weights. Because that's just the kind of person I am. I just realized that's really unfair for the people listening on podcasts that I just went silent for no reason. We've got to stop talking about the t-shirt. <laughs> We've got to move on. Um, somebody wants to know about the story. Well, the story is this. It's not a cool t-shirt. It's just they only made one of them or like 10 of them or something. I went to see Metallica at the O2 in 2008, maybe 2010. Maybe 2010 at some point. I've got it written down. And they were doing a Guitar Hero Metallica contest in the uh, Indigo, the little venue that's attached to the O2. So I went in to watch it, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to... This is a true story. I was there with my sister. She can corroborate this. And I thought, oh, man, I'm going to go give it a go. So I went to sign up, and they said, unfortunately, we've only got one space left. You'd have to play Master of Puppets on Expert. Now, I was pretty decent at Guitar Hero when it was all the rage. I was not an Expert player. I was somewhere in between hard and Expert. But I thought, well, I'll do it anyway. What have I got to lose? And I think... Because there was quite a lot of people there, I didn't want to embarrass myself. And also, I was so desperate to get this t-shirt. I somehow 96%ed the song. I honestly, to this day, the guy next to me that I was competing with was like, how the flub did you do that? And I was like, bro, I have no idea. But yeah, now I have this guitar here, a Metallica London shirt from... So it's not worth anything, but it is a unique one-of-a-kind... Well, ten-of-a-kind. I think not even that. I think it was like five or six rounds. So five or six rounds. But again, it's not like Metallica signed it or anything. I'm sure they signed off on it. But I still take great pride in it just because I have a bunch of Metallica t-shirts. I really do. Too many. But yeah, I'll bust one out. Um, I'll bust one out at some time. Uh, the Great Westerner says, NXT North American Championship between... Oh, for the triple threat. Oh, the Finn Balor, Johnny Gargano and Keith Lee one. Oh, I see. I don't know. It's, 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 I don't think it'll be Keith Lee. Yeah, just because he's already got a championship. So you won't do that. I don't. I think it's probably going to be Finn Balor. I think Finn Balor versus Adam Cole makes more sense, and that's probably why Finn Balor won it in your house pay per view, right? And I think people would want to see that. I also think Adam Cole could beat Finn Balor, and nobody would mind. But it's also true the same the other way around. So you put yourself in a good position there, and maybe I mean you don't want to do any more between Johnny Gargano and Keith Lee. It's tough, but yes, I think if I had to put money on it, Finn Balor. We'll find out. Uh, the Iron Max 7 says, I hope that Drake Maverick actually gets a chance with the Intercontinental title and he's not just there to make Escobar and company look good as a faction. Do you mean the Cruiserweight title? I'm going to think that you do. I don't think it really matters right now because it certainly seems like Drake Maverick was fired and was able to get a new contract. Now, I know there's a lot of controversy there given that there were other people that have not got their jobs back. But if we just talk about Drake Maverick, good for him, right? Good for him. I think that's great. Um... WWE probably could have handled it a little bit better, but somebody gets a job. I'm never going to get mad about that. Uh, Brandon Nickers says, thoughts on Bianca Belair's disappearance? You tell me, bro. You tell me. We did that joke on What Culture a few weeks ago. It doesn't make any sense. I thought she was great. I thought she added a serious to that team, sort of kept them on track. 
I don't, I mean, I would have had her wrestle matches, but even if you just wanted her to manage the Street Profits for a while and kind of been the, uh, the counterpoint to a Zelina Vega, maybe that's what we'll get now. Maybe she's going to come back because if you've got Andrade and Gaza managed by Zelina Vega, you can bring Bianca Belair back and they can have a feud too. That would be good. But yes, I'd like her back on my TV yesterday. I think she's awesome. Uh, uh, some people saying the, nin- the ninja, you could use that. Someone says the ninjas kidnapped her. That can now be a story that you use. The ninjas have kidnapped her. Absolutely. 100%. You're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. Let's hope they never do that. It'd be too much. And any theories as to where the Robert Stone angle's going? No. I don't have a clue. It's very surreal. Very out of nowhere. Very strange. Uh, very, I think Vince McMahon's got his claws all over that one. But look, NXT did a good rating this week, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to moan about it. The Great Westerner, how do you feel about the ninjas? I like them. But I think if you were actually going to establish them as a long-term act, it would have been better to introduce them better as opposed to, oh, here's Tozawa dressed as a ninja. <laughs> it was fine when it was just for backlash. But th- yeah, it's bizarre. It's, it's, it's bizarre. But I am enjoying it because it's so silly. And I like Tozawa. I think Tozawa is awesome. So again, I'll hold off the benefit of the, uh, the benefit of the doubt. And last question, where do you see Dexter Loomis will go? I like the gimmick. Yeah, I like Dexter Loomis too. He's the right side of crazy. You can kind of do whatever you want with him. He feels, he feels brand new and fresh to me. So you just need to make sure you set him up with a decent few amount of feuds to establish him and then go from there. But you can do whatever you want. That's a guy that took advantage of the situation. Absolutely. Um, he's, uh, he's just fun. We're not really fun. Kidnaps people and does terrible stuff. And on that note, we'll draw a line under it. Again, thank you so much to everyone that supports me on patreon.com forward slash Simon Miller 316. You can come on the podcast. Go there right now. There's a, there should be a link on Twitch down below and you can come on the podcast and we'll have a good chat. We've got somebody lined up for this week and I'm looking forward to talking to them. Shout out to Pins and Knuckles and Pins and Knuckles merch.com for supporting the show. Go follow me on Twitch right now. The button's there and give me a subscribe on YouTube next time you're online. Search for Simon Miller. What else should you do? I don't even know. Patreon, done that. SimonMiller.BigCartel.com for merch. Going to do a sale soon. I know I keep saying that, but I need to tally up how many shirts I've got left. And very nicely, life has been crazy, but I enjoy that. And yeah, if you are watching this live, head over to What Culture, WWE, What Culture Wrestling, YouTube. And we'll do ups and downs in literally three minutes' time. We'll be back here on Twitch at the latest 1 p.m. BST Thursday. I still need to try and get these little ones in, but you can keep an eye on it. Otherwise, take care of yourselves. Keep kicking ass. Thank you for supporting me. I love you all. My mouse has stopped working. It's working again, and I'm stopping right now. (laughs) 